on day two, the amount of energy and, um, you know, I just couldn't believe how good I felt. And, you know, in retrospect, I was just eating, you know, the beef and butter. And I think just removing, you know, all of the dairy, all of the stuff, all of the things that irritated me and, you know, having a little time to heal, it, it was just miraculous. Welcome to You Cured What? The podcast of reversing the irreversible. This is where you hear how real people are healing from conditions that most people think they're stuck with for life. I'm your host, Joe Kalb. If I had to give you some medical advice, I'd go to medical school and get a medical degree. Seriously, nothing in this podcast is medical advice, nor is it intended to substitute as such. Now, enjoy the You Cured What? conversation. Before we start in with this podcast of healing, I want to plug another project, a website of healing, disease-reversals.com. I've been working hard to develop and roll out this website. Disease-reversals.com is an online grassroots catalog of healing. It catalogs disease reversal stories posted online across the web, across the world, and it categorizes them by disease and by diet used. There are already hundreds of disease reversals cataloged at disease-reversals.com. This website is for anyone asking, can my condition, say type 2 diabetes, be improved with diet? Check out disease-reversals.com and see what has been happening in the real world. Oh, heal yeah! DiseaseReversals.com. My guest today has had a remarkable transformation of health. I'm excited to have her on to discuss not only her significant weight loss, but also her major improvements with mood, with eczema, allergies, asthma, and more. Welcome to the You Cured What podcast, A-Day Fox. How are you today, A-Day? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited to get a chance to talk about this today. I'm excited to have you on. It's always fun to get to you know, hear an uplifting story. Um, would you be able to uh, give the listener a little bit of background as to just sort of your health history and where you're coming from? Yeah. I, um, so I started a ketogenic diet. I guess this was back in 2015. And um, at that point, I had gained uh, quite a bit of weight for, you know, a number of different reasons, difficult job, very stressful, a lot of stuff going on. And, um, and I had reached my highest weight at that point. And I was so uncomfortable and so exhausted and just in a lot of pain. And the, the things that really stuck out to me most was, um, well, one, I had plantar fasciitis, so like the bottom of my feet hurt like a ton. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but for the listeners who have experienced that, you know what acne that was. And um, and in addition to that, I um, my knees really hurt a ton, and I live in a walk up, and I live in New York City, and take the subway, so stairs were like a daily part of my life. So and it was just so much pain to do that. And then, you know, I was just tired, you know, so I, the, like, I had as much energy as I needed to, like, get up, drag myself to work, be at work all day, and come home and sit down. So I really 
was not able to just, you know, live. And um, I considered myself to be, you know, sort of young at the time. I mean, I was 44 and I was thinking, you know, if this is like midlife, like, you know, what is 60 going to be like? It's going to be horrible. So I finally decided I needed to deal with it. And, um, and I had had success with a, a low carb diet in the past. And so I, I decided to give it a try and I started and, um, you know, it was going well and I was really curious about the diet as a whole. And I, I really did a lot of research. I looked at a lot of uh, videos to understand more about it. And, um, and, you know, I really took a deep dive and realized how impactful a ketogenic diet could be. So, um, you know, so I kept following the diet. I ended up losing 80 pounds and, um, you know, was feeling a, a great. And there were a lot of things that really improved. I had a lot more energy. Um, my mood was improved. I really, um, you know, the pain and inflammation was gone. But, uh, you know, there were a few lingering things that, um, you know, that continued to be a problem, uh, you know, particularly uh, my asthma and um, eczema and allergies. So, um, you know, I had been hearing about, um, the carnivore diet for, uh, you know, for a long time. I think I first heard about it, like maybe 2007, 2008, and I was on like a, a message board that with people who were on it. And I just thought it was so crazy. And <laughs> I just, I couldn't quite bring, wrap my head around it and I couldn't do it. But I kept listening to different people, um, their interviews where they talked about what they were doing. And I, and I really thought it was very interesting. And so finally, I decided to go ahead and give it a try in December of 2017. And I, I started it and it was, it, it was profound what a big impact it had on my body and my health. And I, as, as good as I thought I felt on keto, it was like, I, you know, a thousand times better on carnivore. So, um, you know, so it, that really led me to do even more research and to, and to stick with it. And, you know, and I really just sort of have stuck with it since then. Um, and it's, you know, been a great choice for me. And so that was how I ended up starting my um, account on Instagram, The Black Carnivore. And I started a YouTube channel, The Black Carnivore, and just, um, you know, just do this as an opportunity to, to talk about my journey and to help anybody else who might be interested in, in um, you know, following this way of eating to, you know, to, to look into it and to, to try to help reduce the barrier to entry. It's, um, you know, it is very different. You know, I'm not gonna lie, you're gonna have to have the personality type where you're willing to do something that goes against the grain goes against what we've been taught. And, um, and you're gonna have to be patient and trust. Um, but the rewards are, uh, you know, really worth it. <laughs> very wow. tremendous. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm curious to um, hear a little bit more about those. Um, how long? You said it was 2015 that you um, started on the ketogenic diet and you lost 80 pounds. Um, but you know, you still had some lingering issues. Um, so, how how long did it take to get to that point where you had lost 80 pounds on the ketogenic diet? Um, I guess so. Yeah, what was the timeline like on? on that? And then, um, you know, what was the timeline like for when you uh, shifted over from keto to carnivore? 
so I, I did not lose quickly, <laughs> as I had hoped. Um, I began the keto diet with the intention of losing like 60 pounds in three months, um, <laughs> which of course is ridiculous and didn't happen. Uh, so I began in September of 2015, and I don't think I reached my goal until um, June of 2017. So it was, you know, it took a long time, but um, it was such an easy way to eat. You know, I didn't have to go hungry. Um, I did track everything that I was eating, but I wasn't like a slave to the calories. So, um, you know, I kind of just ate to my appetite, but I paid attention to what I was having. And um, so my calories, you know, ranged, um, you know, from day to day, but it was still, you know, I, I felt satisfied, you know, I wasn't ever hungry. And, um, and so, you know, th that part was good. And, uh, and so I didn't think that there was greater health to be had. But listening to people talk about the carnivore diet and how you really had to try it, it wasn't something that you could think through or guess how you would respond, you had to, you had to try it. So um, that was why I ultimately went ahead and try it, tried it. And um, the when I began, so I realize now upon, um, you know, doing it and experimenting with it, that for me, specifically, dairy is a problem. And that is the core of the problem, I believe, for all of my autoimmune issues. So um, I, I, I did carnivore the like the first three weeks, the first two or three weeks, I did a, something called the beef and butter fast. I came across somebody who had this website. They were doing the beef and butter fast. And basically you eat, you know, ground beef, you, you cook it like in crumbles and you eat a cup of that um, for each meal or as many meals as you feel like having uh, with butter in it. And that's it. So I, you're supposed to do that for three days on day two. I was like, Oh, this is how I'm eating the rest of my life. And, uh, and I just kept doing it for like three weeks. Um, it was so good. And I just felt like I felt so energized. I just felt like this was the first time I could actually breathe. And, um, and at that time I was having a significant trouble with breathing. Um, I was, uh, I was actually very anemic due to, uh, you know, the endometriosis. And then on top of that, I was, I was really having a lot of asthma trouble and I was not diagnosed as having asthma until that point. Um, but they said, you know, I had basically allergy induced asthma and, you know, this is a problem I'd had my whole life where, you know, I'd get a cold and then I'd have like bronchitis for six months, or it would be six months before I could like really take a deep breath without coughing. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I had always had breathing problems, but it just was like, oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody has said anything to me about asthma. And I kind of thought, you know, asthma is like that kid who's running and then all of a sudden they, they collapse and they can't breathe. So I didn't understand that, you know, I, I guess it presents itself in different ways. But in any event, at that point in time, I was not only super anemic, so didn't have enough red blood cells carrying oxygen around my body, but also could not inhale enough air. And so it got really, really bad. And I finally, I went to urgent care one morning and, um, you know, that was actually pretty alarming because they, they were so alarmed and kind of like, oh my God. And I had to get on a nebulizer for 10 minutes just so I could breathe deeply enough for them to listen. So, you know, they gave me a ton of prescriptions, threw everything at me and, um, and we're like, you know, you're going to need to see a pulmonologist and, you know, you have asthma and you have to do all this stuff. So, 
uh, you know, they gave me this stuff and in a week I was back at urgent care because I was able to breathe a little better, but really not enough better. And, um, you know, so I took, they had me on prednisone and a couple of different, um, I think Advair plus, uh, um, you know, um, what is that? Uh, well, the uh, fast acting Ventolin and, and, uh, and a bunch of other stuff and just, you know, basically a lot of steroids. So, um, so I, you know, I knew that was an issue, but I didn't know, you know, that this dairy, you know, the dairy was really the connection. And I started to hear people talking about that, um, uh, you know, in connection to the carnivore diet. So I finally decided, okay, I got to give this a try. And so in May, or maybe it was April, I, um, I decided to just test it and I decided to stop eating dairy uh, altogether. And, um, and so I went about 10 days and then I happened to have been out and I was hungry and my mom had bought a bag of those, you know, those cheese wisps that, you know, they make the little crackers that are, you know, but whatever, those little Parmesan cheese crackers. I had three of those. I mean, so it wasn't even a lot. And within an hour, I was like, oh, I need my inhaler. You know, I was having a hard time breathing. And it was like, I, I, I it was like, I can't believe how big a reaction this was. Um, and so, of course, I, you know, I didn't want it to be true. So I, I tested, you know, I was very careful to test multiple times to be sure. And, um, you know, and each time, like within an hour or two, I, I needed my inhaler. And uh, the last time I actually, I'd had cheese at dinner and then I went to bed and I woke up, um, you know, I had a dream where I was having an asthma attack and then I woke up and I realized I needed my inhaler. And then I was like, okay, so, you know, this has now become dangerous. And, um, you know, my sole job as an adult is to keep myself alive. And if I am doing something that I know is really endangering my life, I can't do it anymore. So that was it. So I had no more cheese after that. And then I haven't used my inhaler since then. So it's, you know, that was pretty big. And I, you know, I realized, I mean, listening to um, some of the talks from the people at the Paleo Medicina Clinic I, in Hungary, they've talked a lot about uh, doing a ketogenic diet, um, a carnivore ketogenic diet. And they've talked a lot about dairy being um, damaging to the gut, uh, to the gut and causing um, or exacerbating autoimmune problems. So, you know, I would imagine that's it for me. Now, I thought that, you know, I mean, I always had a problem with um, dairy. I just, uh, I, you know, I never liked milk. I, I stopped drinking milk when I was um, eight, but I, you know, I did eat um, cheese and, um, and I also didn't like ice cream as a kid, which is a weird thing, but I just wow. didn't. So, yeah. So I just, I, I often didn't eat it. And I assumed that I was lactose intolerant just because, you know, and it was an easy way to also get out of eating any kind of dairy, but, um, but I did like, um, but I did like cheese. So I, uh, so that had always been something that I'd eaten, but it, you know, taking out cheese alone wasn't enough. I really needed to take out, um, I, I needed to be on a carnivore diet. And then the addition of removing the cheese is what allowed me to have that relief. I don't believe I'd, I would have had that relief if I were still on a keto diet and eating some um, plant products. I, I, I really needed both to go on and to provide that healing in, you know, in the gut. 
So once doing that, I, you know, I was able to breathe easier. My allergies had improved on keto, but now are just gone. And uh, actually a couple of weeks ago, I, I did an Instagram post. I had taken all my medicines that were in the kitchen cabinet, all my over the counter stuff, and I put it on a top shelf and I needed some more room. So I went up to the top shelf to kind of clear it out. And I looked through all this stuff and it had all expired. You know, this was all stuff. None, none of it have I used since uh, 2017. And I had a lot of stuff up there, you know, from Flonase and Benadryl and Sudafed and Claritin and, you know, and all of this stuff that I used to use every day, you know, and I think about how much money that is, you know, Flonase is not cheap. And um, the fact that I was using it every day for years is, you know, was really uh, upsetting to me actually to realize, well, for one thing, I didn't know until, you know, after I'd stopped using it, that it was a steroid and I was using a steroid every day for multiple years. Um, so, you know, I, I was very happy to, to get off all of that and to understand that, um, you know, I, I needed to deal with the core problem that was causing all of those things. Wow. That's, um, that's terrific. It, it seems like, you know, it was kind of a stepwise, um, solution, you know, you, you were feeling better, you know, keto did, you know, it had a lot of improvements for you, but, um, you know, it, it didn't get you all the way to where you wanted to be. And, um, you know, it, when you went into urgent care, were you, was that during um, your time eating a ketogenic diet? Was this before keto? Was this before carnivore? Um, when did that um, trip to urgent care fall? That was actually on carnivore. So, okay. yeah. That yeah. was on carnivore uh, with dairy. In, yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and that, that was in the early days. So, um, you know, I was definitely feeling some improvement. Now, I will admit, I, I think, you know, some of that, some of my problems were also connected to being severely anemic at the time. Um, but you know, that, and, but the anemia was, um, I mean, that was really due to the endometriosis. It was not, uh, you know, it was not a food thing or, you know, there, there was no other problem. It was specifically that. Uh, so that made it a lot worse, but, um, you know, both of those things improved significantly, obviously on a carnivore diet. Yeah. Well, um, I'm curious if you could, you know, a lot of our listeners might be familiar with uh, ketogenic and with carnivore diets, but some might not be, uh, you know, they might be pulled in, they, they see some of the uh, conditions that you've improved, they want to improve that, but they might be unfamiliar with, um, you know, with some of these terms. Could you go into um, a little bit of maybe what, how your diet changed when you went from your standard diet to a ketogenic diet, and then also, um, you know, what you changed then to go from ketogenic to carnivore? Yeah. So on a ketogenic diet, I mean, when I started in 2015, I, I started with, um, trying to keep my carbs under 50 grams of carbs a day. And I wasn't, you know, too particular about what those carbs were. I mean, I tended to make them vegetables, um, 
a, a little bit of uh, blueberries. I kept, <clears throat> you know, a very small portion of that. I used heavy whipping cream and, um, you know, that was kind of it. I didn't use a lot of um, processed products and, uh, and stuff like that. Or, <clears throat> or for that matter, I didn't use a lot of artificial sweeteners. Um, but, um, and then I, and then there was also like, uh, wine sometimes, um, there were periods when I had more or less wine, uh, but wine definitely stalled weight loss for me and it definitely caused cravings. So I, I don't recommend that. <laughs> Not if you're trying to lose weight or, or achieve optimal health. Um, so that was my keto diet. And then, um, on carnivore, I, you know, I, I, I mostly eat, um, beef and, uh, you know, and th that's just for taste. So like it tastes best to me. I feel best when I'm eating mostly beef and then, um, you know, any other, uh, well, any other meat product, um, eggs, uh, pork, chicken, that sort of thing. And then animal fats. And I make sure to eat a lot of animal fat. And that really makes a very big difference in terms of my energy, my mood, my, um, just my overall health. So I would highly recommend that. So I actually just published today a video on my YouTube channel, um, that shows you how to get started on a, um, carnivore diet and just kind of walks through <clears throat> like exactly what to do and a grocery shopping list and just makes it really clear. And that's going to be the first of a series of three videos that I do just to explain how to do it. So if people have questions, they can always go over there. Oh, that's great. I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. And uh, for anyone listening along, uh, the show notes will be at youcuredwhat.com slash podcast slash A-Day. And that A-Day is spelled E-D-E. -E. Um, but the, the show notes for this whole episode will be there. And I'll make sure we get a link to, um, to that YouTube video that you put out. Um, I'm curious too, you know, you mentioned that dairy is um, is a, a major trigger for you um, and in having kind of an autoimmune reaction and uh, for asthma, breathing trouble. Um, you know, you mentioned cheese as being a big culprit. What about butter? How is butter also a, um, a trigger for you? So uh, when I first stopped cheese, I decided to also stop butter and I didn't have any for a long time. And then I started making ghee and um, I would eat it, um, you know, not frequently, and um, and I would try to have small amounts. So now I probably I go, um, you know, I go longer periods where I'm eating a lot of it regularly, and then other periods where I'm not really eating that much of it. So um, I I think that that's something you really have to test and, and see, and I, you know, it could be that I've had a little time to heal. And so things aren't, you know, things aren't as bad as they, you know, they might once have been. So I, I can't say that, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I want to categorically say butter's great for people or even ghee. And um, I think that that's something you really got to test. And if you're really struggling, I would say, you know, just leave the butter out. Um, it is good, but it's not, you know, it's not necessary. And I, I know a lot of people fight me on this in my community. You know, I'm building up a community, uh, uh, the Black Carnivore community. And there's a lot of people that um, they love their heavy, heavy whipping cream. They love their cheese. They love their butter. 
Um, you know, people fight me on this a lot. And, um, you know, and I say like, it's, it's just up to you to decide how well you want to feel. So, um, and, and also a lot of people want to discuss whether these things should or shouldn't be a problem. But, you know, at the end of the day, your body is king. So if your body says it's a problem, it's a problem. So, you know, if it's just because it's from an animal doesn't mean it's good for you. And, you know, you just have to see. And so uh, I do encourage people to, um, you know, to get uh, blood glucose uh, um, meters and ketone meters and just, you know, check your readings. Like uh, if something is inflaming you, I think you would see that reflected in your blood glucose um, rising. So you might be able to see whether a food is irritating to you, you know, even if you're only having a small amount. So that's, you know, that's kind of my approach. And, um, you know, ghee, I try to be careful with eggs is another thing that I think I'm sensitive to. I have gone years eating, um, eating eggs and then been fine. And then sometimes they really make me nauseous. And so, you know, I, I have to respect that. And if that's the signal I'm getting and my body's not liking them, it's not liking them and I just, I can't eat them. So, um, I don't know. So it's frustrating. And I, I get that people don't want to hear this message. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I can, I can see that you want to have the cut and dry, um, you know, easy rules, but yeah, like you said, it kind of the results, the results are going to speak for themselves. Um, uh, you know, yeah. if you do okay with dairy, you do okay with dairy, but maybe you don't, maybe it's worth, uh, trying, you know, cutting it out. Maybe, maybe there's improvement still to be had if you do cut it out, and um, you know, it's worth trying. And I've I've seen both sides of that debate online. Uh, people say, "Oh, you know, I can handle dairy just fine." Other people, no, that's it's a problem. And yeah, I think it, it's just good when you know, in your shoes, you've improved your health enough to where you can really dial it in and you can, uh, you can pinpoint like, Hey, I, you know, I made this change. I added cheese or I took cheese away and saw this result. Um, so it, it's really impressive that you've been able to get in touch with your body's signals to, uh, pick up on that. I yeah. That's, that's gotta be, yeah. I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, you know, before 2015, um, you had you had previously had experience with a low carbohydrate diet. So I'm just curious um, because I know it's become more popular in the last few years. Um, how did you come across it uh, prior to 2015? Well, I, you know, I knew about it over the years. I was living in LA in the late nineties. And I think that was when, um, the fourth version of the Atkins book came out and I did the diet then. And, um, you know, it worked well for me. I, you know, I, I liked it, but, um, of course I was addicted to sugar. And so, you know, couldn't envision like never eating pancakes again or donuts. <laughs> um, so, you know, I did it and I'd lose the weight I wanted and then I'd stop and blah, blah, blah. So, um, so that kind of happened, but I, I always was a person who enjoyed being on like different forums. So back then, you know, there were like listservs and emails and, and then there were forums 
And um, so there were some on Atkins. And I, I remember actually finding a group that was for Atkins 72. And so uh, basically it was a group for people who were not having as much success on Atkins anymore. And they had identified certain things that um, tended to stall people's weight loss. And um, so they were going back to, I guess, the original, either the original book or the original article that was first published in Vogue magazine, which is what, you know, launched like Dr. Atkinson's whole career. And so they were doing that version of um, Atkins, which had, you know, no artificial sweeteners. There were no processed products. There were no keto things. There's none of, none of that. It was just, you know, whole food. And, um, and in fact, you know, in many cases, it was just like carnivore actually, you know, cause uh, Atkins is like, you can eat these vegetables, but you don't have to, and don't, just don't eat any more than this. So, um, it, you know, so that was uh, something that I had done off and on. And then um, years later, I went to, I was having, again, more problems with my uh, allergies and whatnot. And I went to like a naturopathic doctor who um, also had a regular medical degree. So you could like your insurance would cover it. And he like was a you know, like a vegetarian type. So I thought he was going to say, okay, you know, you have these allergies and you should eat, you know, vegan and blah, blah, blah. And so he came back with the tests and I had had blood tests and everything. And he said, oh, you're allergic to corn and soy and you should never, you should only eat what a cave woman would have eaten. And uh, if it comes in a bag or a box, don't eat it. So vegetables and meat, that's it. And I, so I was, you know, pretty surprised, but I was like, okay, I, I guess I can do that. Um, and this was like six months before paleo kind of really blew up. So I was kind of paleo before, you know, I knew about it. Um, and then, uh, you know, so I just kind of continued on. So I think most of the time I, I aspired to do low carb and, um, would just kind of go on, on and off of eating like junk <laughs> and then, um, eating a low carb diet. And then there were long periods where I like basically only ate vegetables and meat and, um, wine. And <laughs> that was, you know, that was like dirty or lazy keto, but that maintained my weight and, you know, I felt okay. Um, well, I felt okay. I wasn't great. And I think that um, my blood sugar, you know, I was constantly in those periods going in and out of ketosis. And I probably didn't have great control of my blood glucose. Looking back, I can tell from, you know, how I feel now versus then. So, you know, I, so I don't recommend that. I mean, I do think it is better for everyone at every age to be solidly in ketosis and, and live that way. Um, but, you know, that's, that's not what... <laughs> necessarily happens. So, you know, that's how I, I had heard about it. I'd been doing on, on and off, but it wasn't until 2015 that I really got serious about it and decided like, this is how I'm going to eat. And then, um, you know, doing the carnivore, I like just going on that beef and butter fast. Like I, you know, I tell you on day two, like <clears throat> the, the amount of just energy and, um, you know, I just couldn't believe how good I felt. And, you know, in retrospect, I was just eating, you know, the beef and butter. And I think just removing, you know, all of the dairy, all of the stuff, all of the things that irritated me and, you know, having a little time to heal, it, it was just miraculous. Um, that's terrific. Yeah. And feeling, mm -hmm. feeling that in just two days had to, uh, yeah, be very relieving. Um, I'm curious, um, you know, along with that, or actually, let me check on the time frame of that. Was that, um, 
you know, when you did the beef and butter fast, was that in 2018? Was that like, is that April, May, 2018? No, that was December, 2017. December, 2017. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm coming up on my three year anniversary. <laughs> oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I'm or anniversary, I should say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, you know, you've mentioned your major improvements breathing wise. Um, I'm curious how, um, you know, you mentioned energy and mood. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? How, um, how your energy and your mood have been affected by this dietary change? So going into ketosis was um, huge for me in terms of just having energy. You know, before, like, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I would imagine your listeners can uh, relate to having these afternoon, you know, nodding, nodding off at like three in the afternoon, just being totally exhausted. And then I had a, a circuit that I used, I used to work in an office building and I had a circuit of um, people that I would go to for chocolate at three in the <laughs> afternoon. And um, <laughs> I try not to hit everybody every day. So I had, you know, different circuits. Um, and then when I got serious and went keto, um, I, you know, I didn't go and I didn't go looking for the chocolates and all these people were like, Hey, where have you been? I haven't seen you. Wow. You've lost some weight. What's going on? <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I, I noticed that, um, in the, you know, in the very beginning when I was transitioning, you know, it was awful and I was exhausted and it was terrible, but you know, I white knuckled it. I just got through it. And then on the other side, once I became fat adapted and, and easily able to burn fat for energy, I suddenly was like, I was full of energy and like all day long and no naps. And I could, you know, be up from seven in the morning and get home at midnight and still be, you know, fresh and, and energetic through the whole day. So that was, you know, really, really new for me. And that was one of the main things that was, um, that bothered me about my weight and that I had wanted to, you know, the reasons why I'd wanted to lose weight. Cause I just could not make it through, you know, a, a, even a part of the day without just being exhausted. So that energy was really, really amazing. And then the mood, you know, I just, I, I guess, you know, not only is my mood more even and I feel, um, you know, just generally more you know, content, I guess, um, but just having more patience, you know, I mean, you know how you feel after you get a bad night's sleep and you're irritable and like, you know, you can barely handle anything. And if things don't go your way, like it's just a whole mess. So I, I felt like once I got into ketosis and started eating um, on a keto diet, I all of that kind of evened out and smoothed out and there weren't highs and lows. And then, um, so that was great. But then going on carnivore, like I, I didn't think that there would be that much more energy or that much more, um, you know, evenness and mood, but it, 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 there was. And so I, you know, even now, like I am 49 and most of my, you know, um, peers like just don't have this level of energy or ability to like keep up and do a lot of things. And, um, you know, so I, I definitely see a very big difference and, you know, and this comes just naturally. I mean, it's not like I have to work out or do a lot of stuff. It's just, this is, you know, this is what the human body is supposed to be like. And, you know, 
Yeah. So I, you know, I try to explain to people, you know, nobody believes it or, you know, whatever. So when I coach people and they do get to the other side and they finally get there, they're like, oh my God, like I, I'm like out in the streets and running around and doing stuff for hours. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, but I can't believe how could I have all this energy? And I, I'm not even sleeping late and, you know, and falling asleep at night. And it's like, yeah. That's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to have enough energy. And then, you know, you go to bed and you refresh and, you know, maybe you don't even need eight hours of sleep. Like, I don't know that I, I, that I need eight hours. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. I feel like that's something, um, you know, I'm going to keep trying to get the message out, but it's one of those things that like, you know, you, you just kind of have to feel and it's um, it doesn't seem real to a lot of people, no matter how many times they hear it until they feel it for themselves. And then, mm -hmm. then they become one of us. They, you know, they just want to evangelize it to everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I've stopped doing that because people just are like, Oh, well, you, you know, that's just you. You're just like an energetic person. I'm like, no, Right. No. And let me show you my before picture. You know, a lot right. of times when I post my before picture, people are like, oh, that's a great picture, but why is your mom in it? Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, it is life changing. It is so, so different. But I think that people have been in pain and uncomfortable for so long. And so denying, you know, not paying attention to how they're physically feeling. So it's hard to imagine feeling good so it is. i don't know yeah i agree um well i want to touch on one other condition that you mentioned earlier um you mentioned endometriosis um mm -hmm. admittedly i know basically nothing about endometriosis um you know can you just describe your experience with that and uh, whether diet has or hasn't had an impact on that and if anything else has. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I'm not uh, a doctor, so I'm going to do my best <laughs> to sort of explain what it is. But basically there are cells that bleed every month and endometriosis is when those cells um, move from the lining of the uterus where they're supposed to be to other places. And then they bleed um, during the month and that bleeding leaves uh, essentially scar tissue wherever that cell is. So if that cell is in your lungs, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have that problem there. You, if your cell, that cell is in, you know, the bowel, you're going to have problems there and at least scar tissue and can be really a big problem. So for me, it manifested as having um, a cyst on my ovary um, that uh, was, um, well, actually was, filled with these endometrial cells and, um, you know, and, and grew to be quite big. And I, I had a cyst that ruptured and caused me to have emergency surgery in 2012. And then um, it, it returned and I kind of kept it under control with, um, with uh, uh, acupuncture and uh, Chinese herbs. And then I ended up having to have surgery again to have it removed. And I did that in, um, I think that was in 20. Uh, 18, maybe. Yeah, it was in 2018. And, um, and then at that point in time, I actually had my ovary removed. And, uh, you know, so 
the, but the, the, you know, continued problems that I had, um, with bleeding, I also, you know, there were, I worked with an herbalist to, you know, try, try to find a formula to help with that. And that helped a lot, um, to stop the, the bleeding, but then also I had to, you know, replenish all of the, you know, the, um, red blood cells I had lost. So at that time, my doctor was, uh, you know, not proposing the carnivore diet, but was like, yes, eat all the meat, <laughs> all you can and eat liver and take liver pills, use a cast iron skillet. Um, don't drink tea or coffee or uh, eggs. I didn't know that, um, you know, there's so many foods that actually block your body's ability to absorb iron. So if you have uh, tea with your, um, you know, an iced tea with your burger, it's going to block your ability to absorb that iron. So, um, you know, so there were, so there was a lot of reasons to just eat the meat by itself. And so, you know, I started doing this beef and butter thing and like, it just dovetailed perfectly. And I feel like I just was able to breathe. And it, I, I think that, um, I was finally getting the iron. I was not eating things that were going to block my ability to absorb it. And I was also, um, I was getting a lot of, I, I think the medium chain fatty acids that are in butter also give you great energy. So I just was getting this shot of energy and, and oxygen at one time. And I felt um, amazing, just amazing. And I, that's what has always kept me coming back for more. So, <laughs> so I don't know that, well, so I will say, I don't know that I, you know, there is no, um, or as far as I can tell, the medical profession doesn't have any idea why people have endometriosis and how to, um, how to reverse it. You know, there are, I had a surgeon that I was dealing with. So of course the surgeon's you know, their instinct is let's do surgery on it. So sure. that was the approach. And, uh, you know, I was basically given four options, which were all bad. So, <laughs> um, you know, I didn't, uh, I did not get a hysterectomy or an ablation, which is what most people I hear end up doing. So, you know, I consider a success that I didn't, didn't have to end up doing that. And, um, you know, I don't know. So that's kind of where I am. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm 49. Um, so menopause is perhaps coming soon. And then at that point, you know, this will no longer be an issue. Okay. Very interesting. Um, and this might lead well into the next question. Um, you know, on your journey to health, you, you mentioned just how much more energy you um, you have now, and you know you can breathe so much easier, and just you're uh, you're more content. I mean, it's hard to hard to underscore um, that enough how how meaningful that is. Um, on on your journey to this level of health, what have some of the challenges been? I mean, I think that it's really hard to eat this way, really, really hard. And so when people um, I mean, when people come to me and they, they, you know, complain, it's like, I, you know, I get it. It really is hard. And I, I liken it to us being alcoholics who work in a bar where the alcohol is free. You're expected to do it in order to, to do your job. And, um, and it's totally normalized to do it at any point in time, all the time, everywhere. And so in that environment, you know, I, I don't know who 
what person would be able to stay clean? I think that's a really hard challenge. And, um, and so that's, that's what I, I've struggled with myself. And in the beginning, um, you know, it, it was hard, like when traveling or going out with friends or, you know, all of the things, all the places where food is. And, and, you know, in our adult lives, it's like, there's few places that you can be where food is not involved. You know, presumably you go to work and you're not expected to eat all day, but it, you know, if you meet up with friends, you're going to a meal. Um, you know, if you're going on a date, you're going to a bar or a meal. And if you're, even if you're going to the movies, like, you know, there's candy, there's popcorn, like there's just nowhere to be where food's not a part of it. And so, you know, that was, it was hard to, to have to resist all that and to re, um, you know, rethink about how I was going to exist in the world and, um, and relate to other people, you know, and I finally got to the point where I'm reminding myself, I'm here to hang out with my friends because I like these people, not because I'm eating, you know, this is, um, the eating is just ancillary to the main, you know, the main event. And, um, you know, and if I go on a date and I'm just not, you know, don't want to drink alcohol and I don't want to eat hors d'oeuvres, you know, that's kind of just going to have to be okay. And if the guy's not okay with it, you know, then he's <laughs> not the one for me. Right. Um, and then traveling too is, is a, a challenge. Um, we have some people in our group who are living in other countries and traveling and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, it's helpful to hear from them how they handle it, but, um, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, seems like you're doing well to battle those challenges so far. Um, how have your friends and your family, how have they reacted to your health transformation? Well, everyone thought I was crazy at first and, you know, mocked me as I was, I didn't even call it keto then. I said it was like paleo because um, it was back in 2015 and keto wasn't even the word people were using. So yeah, you know, people thought I was crazy. They mocked me. And then, you know, I had lost about 25 pounds and then people were like, hmm. And then by about 50 pounds, you know, I could see people really like, what is she doing? And then, you know, by 75 pounds, people are like, okay, so what are you doing? And I, you know, and I'd say, well, do you really want to know? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I got to lose weight. I'm dying to, you look great. I totally want to do what you're doing with everything you're doing. And I said, well, no carbs of any kind, no potatoes, no rice, no beans, you know, none of that, no bread. And then people are like, oh no, I can't do that. Anyway. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so they thought it was crazy, but you know, once you see results, you know, people, um, they get it. And now five years later after starting keto and then going into carnivore, of course, people thought I was crazy with carnivore. And it was, I, you know, I, in the beginning, I just said, Oh, I'm experimenting with this new thing. I'm just doing an experiment of carnivore. And then, um, <laughs> a friend of mine at the time, he was like, you've been doing this experiment eight months. When is it over? It's <laughs> like, I guess I should just come clean. Like I, I'm not going to stop. So it was, um, yeah. So it was a little, it, you know, it was hard. People thought I was crazy, but you know, I stuck with it and now they're just like, Oh, that's just crazy. A day. She just, you know, does this weird thing. But now that I, you know, look and feel so healthy and energetic, I, you know, and people see that I have not dropped dead and not gotten 
become, I don't know, so blocked and constipated that I can't walk out of the house. So clearly, you know, something is working with this. And so I think people are more open. That makes sense. They're, uh, they're seeing the results in real time. Um, you know, I'm curious with, you know, you had a lot of, a lot of ailments before. Um, and, you know, some may have been diagnosed, some maybe not, or they were diagnosed kind of later on, like you mentioned with asthma. But um, as far as, you know, eczema, allergies, asthma, uh, those conditions, do you consider yourself cured of those conditions? No. Um, so I would say that um, some are in remission. I think my, my eczema is still a challenge sometimes. And um, I think, you know, there are probably other issues that uh, contribute to, uh, you know, to some of these problems. And um, I kind of think is of the diet and um, as well, I, I guess I think about the autoimmune stuff as, uh, you know, perhaps a cup. And, you know, if you, you can put all of these challenges and difficulties into the cup and at a certain point it's going to overflow. So the way you can reduce the overflow is to remove some of the things. So I've changed my diet and that re has removed a lot of the irritants that's going to cause me, um, you know, cause my autoimmune problems to overflow. But, you know, there is still a, a, um, environment. I live in a city, you know, it's not necessarily the healthiest place. I don't know what kind of mold is in my 150 year old building, um, I, you know, I haven't really done any kind of remediation that way. Uh, I could probably be doing more, you know, stress management stuff. Um, so, you know, there may be other, there may be other factors that I haven't controlled for there. Um, and then if I go off the diet or, you know, eat some things that, you know, I really shouldn't, that, that will also cause a problem. And I do have to say that, um, I, as I've gone through this, I've really started to see that there is a, a marked difference between kinds of fats and their, um, impact on my body. And I am, I mean, I knew when I went to that naturopathic, naturopathic doctor, I learned that I was allergic to corn and soy. Um, and then it wasn't until like last year that my mom was like, oh yeah, when you were born, the doctors told me you were allergic to soy and not to give you formula. And I was like, you know, <laughs> that would have been really helpful information to know. Um, but okay. So, you know, so at that point, when I learned that, you know, I realized that most vegetable oil is, is soybean oil. And um, I realized that, uh, you know, after reading Nina Teicholz's book, uh, you know, the big fat surprise, like fat's really bad. Um, you know, vegetable seed, uh, vegetable oils or seed oils are really bad. And so I do see that when I eat foods that have those kind of oils, I have terrible reaction, just terrible inflammatory reaction. My skin flares up, uh, you know, my sinuses, everything does. So, um, you know, so I'm able to see that, uh, you know, the, the types of things that I'm eating do really matter. Okay, that. That makes sense. Um, you know, I ask this question um, of everybody on, on the podcast. Uh, now that you've improved your health, what's one thing you enjoy doing that you couldn't do before? Huh. Well, I, um, 
Gee, I wish, I don't know. Let's see. I, I did start when I was um, losing weight, I did start um, exercise and uh, I eventually was uh, doing a lot of weightlifting and I did enjoy that. And that was something that I couldn't do before. Then um, I ran for public office in my um, neighborhood. I ran for city council and um, I didn't win, but I did really well. Uh, but I, I realized that I would not, I, I done, had done it twice, once in 2013 and once in 2017. In 2013, I was in terrible shape, but did it and it was grueling. In 2017, I, I was amazed at how easy the physical aspect of it was. And, you know, I don't know if you, you know, have ever done any political work, but, you know, basically you have to introduce yourself to the entire community and ask for your, for people's votes. So I knocked on literally 10,000 doors in a three month period. And in, um, in my neighborhood in, in Brooklyn, it's mostly apartment buildings. So you do that, you know, by stairs, it's four story apartment buildings. And many of them have like these weird layouts. So there's four stairways that lead you to four different like towers. So I was walking, you know, 16 flights of stairs in each building and I would hit, you know, maybe 15 buildings in a night, you know, so every day, like I was doing a tremendous amount of physical activity and I would not have been able to do that. Like I did it in 2013 and it was awful. And back then I, I, um, I, my feeling was if I wasn't like, door knocking, I should be asleep because that's the only way to refresh my energy. And, um, but in 2017, I didn't need to do that. Like I, I could go all day and, um, and then go all night, you know, door knocking and I could be up, you know, when I got home and then, you know, sleep, get, you know, six, six hours of sleep and I was fine. So that was, um, you know, something I could not have done. Oh, very cool. That's a, a big testament to, um, yeah, to your lifestyle changes. Um, for anyone who uh, wants to learn more from you, where can they, where can they find you online? So you can find me on Instagram. I'm Black Carnivore on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, though that's not my favorite platform. Uh, and there I'm Black underscore Carnivore. And um, I'm also on YouTube, uh, Black Carnivore. And, um, and there is a Facebook group, Black Carnivore. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you've got, you've got all the big, uh, big hitters covered for social media. That's great. That's yeah, great. it's uh yeah, it's quite a lot to keep up with. So it's um yeah. I'm sure. Well, um you know, are And there-, there is a podcast, uh, sorry, Black oh, Carnivore. No. But oh, um there is, but I I post the the content both um on the podcast and on YouTube. And I'm I'm I don't know. I'm not sure that I'm going to maintain the podcast cuz it's just too many places to be. I yeah, I uh, I can appreciate that for sure. Um, yeah. Is there any other message that you want to um, give to the listeners? Anyone uh, who might be interested in learning more for, from you, or um, anyone who uh, wants to learn more about the ketogenic or carnivore diet? Yeah, I mean, you know, as you were saying, um, you know, the obstacles to doing this diet are just the you know the sugar 
you know, the sugar-filled world we live in. And so I realize how important it is to have community and to have other people who understand what you're doing and, and who can support you and keep reminding you why you're doing this. And um, so you need community. And I, you know, I started my, my channel because I didn't feel like, um, you know, I, well, the black carnivores were really getting the kind of support that they needed and, um, and we needed to provide it for ourselves. And that's what I did. And, uh, we do have group coaching sessions three a week. Um, so we have people who come together and we just encourage each other and we, you know, we like make sure that we're doing it right. So I would encourage people who are interested to reach out to me, um, or to, you know, find some other place where you've got that kind of support. And I, you know, I do have to say, I'm, I'm sort of disheartened by a lot of the things that I'm hearing in the, you know, sort of carnivore keto space. I think that there's a lot of biohacking that's being done by healthy people, which is great. But if you're not healthy, like you shouldn't be listening to those things because those things are not helpful. You know, I mean, if you've, got insulin resistance, diabetes, you know, 80 pounds to lose. Like that's where, you know, the basics will do you just fine. And that's going to be what you want to do. Don't start dabbling with carbs and honey and all of that kind of stuff. So that's the message that I really hope people hear. Okay. Well, that, that's a, a great message. And, um, you know, you gave a bunch of good resources for people to check out and I'll make sure to add those in the show notes for this episode. Um, thank you so much, Ada, for coming on and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was great to have this opportunity to talk. Thank you for listening to You Cured What? Join us again soon for another Story of Healing. <laughs>